0: With Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Valentine's Day is almost here, and we can help with everything from a romantic dinner to floral bouquets, chocolate dipped strawberries, and so much more. Happy Valentine's Day it to them all day, day. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. when the news, we bringing it to you always, Always. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, orange and black, we rebuild the pack, no matter where we at, you know we coming back, section 336, we on this, so tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. now, here come the boys
1: from section Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stirring host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who was on eBay last night trying to get someone to trade his uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson jersey for a Tom Brady jersey, the button lover, Josh Soroka.
2: You couldn't even uh, get the joke out, could you?
1: No, it was just so preposterous, I couldn't even get the joke out. Uh-huh.
2: No, I, uh, I do know a guy, though, that bought a bunch of uh, Patrick Mahomes stuff before the Super Bowl, thinking it would be worth a lot of money after the Super Bowl. And uh, it, it went the opposite. He might as well invest it in GameStop.
1: Mm. Well, he can hold on to, to our, for next year. Right. I, th- I, yes. I think there's still hope. I think, I think they will be around
2: for a while.
1: Yeah. I do, too. But, Josh, I've been um, just everywhere I go, um, and I throw up in my mouth all day today as I see just the love pouring for Tom Brady. Even Tom Brady haters like people here in Baltimore are just talking about, oh, he's the goat. Oh, he's the best ever. Oh. Makes me sick.
2: I know. I know. Except it doesn't make you sick. You, you, You were the same way. I mean, it's hard because the guy is like 43 years old. He looked great yesterday. We all expected him to. Be look old. He didn't look old. I don't feel sorry for the only who I feel sorry for is that the, it took all the attention away from how great that Tampa defense was. The Tampa defense was the story last night.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm just the more I thought about it today, the more I'm just angry at the game for being such a, a fraud of a game. For, 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 for I feel bamboozled is, is just how I feel. I mean, it was, it, was, it's, it was outrageous what we witnessed. It's yeah. just outrageous.
2: I mean, it, what was it? It was billed as the next generation superstar coming up and kind of putting the old man to sleep. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, I think all the hate for Patrick Mahomes isn't uh, warranted. I think Patrick Mahomes played fine.
1: I haven't seen I, anyone throw any hate towards Patrick Mahomes, but maybe okay. I'm not looking right. You sweat. know what I see? Never mind. I see a lot of people. You know what it is?
2: I see Raven fans saying, oh, if that was Lamar, you would be hating Lamar.
1: Yes, everyone's. So
2: I see that stuff where I'm like, all right, so, yeah, that's what I see. And I'm like, so does that mean you're trying to trash Mahomes? Because Mahomes played fine. Um, That offensive line was not a Super Bowl caliber (laughs) offensive line. And it looked like the Baltimore Raven wide receiver crew that he had out there.
1: Well, it looked like the offensive line, too. Like, I that was, I was like watching the Ravens offense, um, where but instead of Lamar making spectacular runs, it was Mahomes making spectacular throws, but it still didn't matter because you're right. The what's the stat? Uh, Lamar, uh, Mahomes ran for 497 yards in the backfield. Yeah. But but it was it was like I'm with Byron. It was it was a dump game. And I was pumped about it all like for two freaking weeks. I was just thought it was gonna be a great game. I thought it was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be it was coming to a to a field goal or whatever. Yeah. I thought I thought the, the Bucks would win. I did. I shared that with and I have reasons why I thought they would win, and it proved to be true. Right. But but I thought it would be a close game, and it turned out to be over. Um, by the second quarter, by the end of second quarter, it was it was done. It was done. Go home, pack yep. your bags. The game's over. Um, and so that was disappointing in that respect. That it was yeah. it was a a dump of a game.
2: Yeah, it was. You and I both went into this game predicting the Bucks would win, um, because we both had reasons. But basically, the, the Bucks' defense has been playing well. The the Bucks are the ones that have been rolling hot for the second half of the season, and we've seen Kansas City squeak by a lot of games. They had, we knew about the injuries on the offensive line. Um, I just couldn't believe that his wide receivers couldn't catch the ball. I haven't seen that many balls bounce off chest and face masks since watching the Ravens.
1: Yeah, and, and the offensive line, that plus the offensive line, I mean, it was the second half, that, that third quarter, fourth quarter, it was literally... Hike, sprint ten yards back as he runs away from. Like, yes. no, it wasn't even like these crazy blitz designs. It was just like they were. There was like no offensive line. It was the, I, like I, I don't know why. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how the Chiefs made it here with that offensive line. I I, I don't know, well, but but it, I it mean, proves they, it.
2: they had they had a better offensive line ahead of this. But, they but had it had some proves, major injuries.
1: Yeah, they had a guy left tackle ACL. Right. They or the Achilles. But they it proves right that even if you have a great quarterback, even if you have a, a good defense, if you don't have an offensive line, it's hard to win. <laughs> like you can't. Well, you can't win. You,
2: it take you need out, an offensive line. well that's the funny thing is i like to you like to say all right, well what we learned from that is you can't have a superstar can't put the whole game team on his back in the NFL. yet on the other side of the ball we saw kind of a kind of saw that story as much as you can have it in the NFL, where Tom Brady, he put the team on his back, but he did it as in Tom Brady treated like the Tampa Bay Bucks, like LeBron James treated the Miami Heat. Like, I'll come, bring my friends, I'll convince people to come, you pay the guys that I want to play with, and we'll win you the
1: championship. Yeah, but it wasn't even, like, that was pretty much the same team just replaced winston with Brady and, and yeah, he brought hold on in... hold on. Who who scored who scored
2: touchdowns last night? But but you're for that Brown Gronk. Yeah. None of those guys were on the team. They all came to play with Brady.
1: Yeah, but they're winning that game without Brown. Gronk has been mostly a blocking tight end this entire season. That was like in the first big offensive game he's had. All right. I think they win the game without Gronk or uh, or Brown. Um, but no, the, the reason I thought they win, and and you uh, just look at the playoffs, the, the Patriots. They I mean, and the, I keep on saying the Patriots, the Bucks took out the Washington, the Washington football team, which wasn't that impressive. But they scored 31 points against a defense right. that we thought was really good. There was some Heineken nonsense to keep that game close. But then the Buccaneers beat the Saints. Everyone thought that Saints, you know, great team drew breeze. Um, they beat the Saints by 10 points. Then everyone thought that the Packers were the best team in the NFL. They were favored to go to the Super Bowl. And they took it to the Packers and beat the Packers, um, uh, no, notably, like, uh, doing a great job stopping Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So on that side, you know, you have the Saints and Drew Brees, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's the road for the Bucks. On the other side, for the Chiefs, the road is uh, Mayfield and the Browns, who they squeaked by. And then it's the Bills, who we all agree that the Ravens are a better team than the Bills. It's kind of... Um, the Bills are in over their head. I feel like in that championship game, and so certainly the the Bills are not up to the competition of the the, the uh, Saints or the Packers. So I think just if you look at the playoffs, just the competition the Bucks has was a lot tougher than the competition the Chiefs have, and that's why I predicted the the Bucks to to win. But I predicted them to win by like four points. I didn't predict right. for them to win. You know, in a blowout fashion, and there was a couple of play. I mean, they didn't even score on that goal line and one. That that fourth and one, they didn't score. It would have been an even bigger blowout if they scored on that play. True, true. What what a bum game! I'm just annoyed. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that great of a game. And I thought it'd be a great game. I thought it'd be a great game. Yeah. and, well, and now I get big... to hear how awesome Tom. And yes, I acknowledge Tom Brady's a goat, but you don't have to keep yeah. on saying it. Everyone knows it. You don't know. have to say it. Stop saying it. Everyone well, now. It.
2: Now it's gotten to the point of let's. We, we there's no one in the NFL we can compare Tom Brady to. So let's compare him to other sports. And is, yeah. he, is he the best athlete of all times? So the, the discussion now we're going to have for the next month.
1: Yeah, which is so silly on so many levels because we can't even agree upon the definition of athlete, right? So how, how are you going to have this conversation when you can't even agree upon the very definition that you're trying to say who the greatest is? Because Lamar Jackson is a better athlete than, oh, right, Tom, right. than Tom Brady. So like, how are you even defining these terms? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So it's a silly debate.
2: Yeah, because athlete, you're not, you're not. When you say athlete, you're, with Tom Brady, you're not really judging him as his athleticism. Right. You're
1: judging. <laughs> you mean
2: who gets the most trophies?
1: Right, whose performance has been the best, specifically in uh, playoffs and stuff? Right. Yeah.
2: Sure. Do you like the comparison of the Bucks run being like the Ravens run in 2012? Taking out some big name quarterbacks as a wild card to get to the Super
1: Bowl, and, well, and then, getting uh, super hot at the right time, yeah, yeah, super hot at the second half of the season. A lot of a lot of things to compare there. Joe Flacco and Tom Brady, yeah, I think that they're both the, elite, but both elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think all those comparisons are are warranted Ballot. and apt.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, well, I think that at least you were at least you are a big fan of the weekend, so you got that weird halftime show for yourself.
1: Yeah, no, uh, my, my wife had to explain to me what The weekend was. To be honest, I had no uh, idea. I recognized one song. It was kind of that 80s music vibe, though, which I'm a fan of 80s music, so I kind of like it. I, I dug the, the tunes, actually. All right. But, uh, music
2: was fine. Everything going on on, in, on the TV screen was weird. But I thought The weekend was a rapper. So I was confused uh, when it came out and it was, like, stuff that you would hear on, like, Mix 107.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So... But that's just me being an old man and not knowing what was going on.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. He, Emily had to – and I, I was fighting with Em. I said, Em, this is a no-name. This is the weekend. I was like, no, this guy's put up – and she was naming songs. Uh-huh. And this man upstairs is a no-name. If, if I, I mean, I, I know some names. Right. I don't know this guy's name. He's I not feel iconic. Like, like, I, I don't know the guy's name. I feel This like is halftime people, of Super Bowl. Give me a name. Right, right. And I think normally you have, like, the special guests
2: for people like us that don't know the main person. Yeah, And they didn't have any of that, I guess, because of COVID. I feel like I remember a bunch of old people saying this, like, whatever, a few years ago when Bruno Mars was the halftime. Mm, yeah, saying, yeah. Oh, yeah. who's Bruno Mars?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. And
2: I, and I, I was there, I I thought, Young, I know who Bruno Mars was. I was the old guy this week.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I I, photo too. I thought there were some cool visuals, like uh, the fireworks at the end of the song, fireworks going off with him in the front. I, I thought that was cool. I like the fireworks. But it, it, it very but much... much... Felt and, and this is what Emily said, and I agree with her, that like it wasn't even like, like – we, we've been to a Super Bowl. We saw Beyonce perform in the 50-yard line, yeah. and it was very much like for the TV but also for the crowd. Oh, that was not for the crowd. This felt very much like he's doing a TV thing. Yeah, he was um, inside a box for inside half, 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 half of the time. Himself, Which I, I don't know if you saw this meme. This is my favorite meme. It was a, a gif of him in the box and it said, "Michael Elias, looking for free agent mind um, <laughs> leaguers." I thought that was pretty good.
2: That's a good one. He definitely looked lost in that box. Like, how do I get out of here?
1: Oh yeah, there was at least two seconds where he was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh crap! I'm stuck. Oh crap! I'll just keep
2: singing and waving my arms around. Uh, that would have been fun if he actually got stuck in the box.
1: Yeah, and Emily had to explain to me all the bandages too. I didn't really get that. Emily explained oh, it to me. Though. Wait, what are the bandages? You know, all the all the dancers had the bandages.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, that meant something.
1: Yeah, apparently Emily said What is it he, supposed to represent? Emily said he's he's been, he's been making statements about in um LA everyone and their plastic surgery and with their Is fake, that face that whole does. I
2: can't feel my face when I'm with you? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, because of plastic surgery?
1: Well, I think that's also cocaine is also involved in that from Yeah, Twitter. but what does that have to do with the mask? <laughs> But the mask is he's he's been outspoken about, about I guess the, about plastic the... surgery and, and oh, okay. LA and fake okay. looks.
2: So he's anti plastic surgery.
1: I think so. And apparently he's also not very children friendly, though the halftime show I thought was very uh was very PG. Whole,
2: all right, as someone who has ran uh for years ran Super Bowl parties at churches. Yes. Um Everything was pretty PG, including the commercials this year.
1: Yes, we've very turned reserved. from cutting edge to sappy in our commercials. Yeah, um, very little comedy in these
2: commercials. Hardly any sex. Yeah, there was no nudity. I, there was no nudity in,
1: in No Hardee's commercial, no Hardee's commercial, eating you know, a hamburger. Yeah, um, I think we're in a weird spot.
2: I think it's twofold. I think we're in a weird spot where advertisers really don't know what's going to offend anyone at this point. Like I don't know if you saw the squarespace working five to nine commercial upset people and people that people got upset at that uh thing about working on your like gig work after hours and building your own thing after your normal hours, and people uh, got upset about it
1: uh workers' rights
2: yeah yeah, something like that who knows it it's just stupid. So I think people are so afraid to push any limits. Plus, no movie previews, very little movie previews, and oh, that's I'm normally sick of where you would get CBS the CBS ex- shows. The, the,
1: that show <laughs> the, the, Queen Latifah or whatever—I'm never watching that thing. Yeah. I've seen enough of that already. Does that mean? Oh yeah, the Equalizer. The Equalizer. Oh, I hate that show There's, already. and right, <laughs> never even seen I, it before. Just so yeah,
2: I don't it. mind Queen Latifah, but Denzel Washington was the Equalizer in the movie. So oh, you can't, I didn't know there was a movie. Denzel. I thing. Okay, I believe it was Denzel. <laughs> To anyone, I hope it was Denzel. Now that I've said it, is, but is that the a, same story? Is that going to be a downgrade? I uh. think so. I think it's. I think it's based on the same thing because if you notice, all CBS is doing is saying, "Oh, we own the rights to this movie. Let's make a TV show." Like the Silence of the Lambs
1: show. Yeah, the kept Clarice? advertising Clarice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm done with that show too already. No, but I I, I, I thought there was some good commercial. And the other thing that I've noticed is, it seems like. Instead of being kind of um, – All right. It is
2: Denzel. I was good.
1: Okay. Cutting edge and maybe a little sexy and maybe a little pushing the li- 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 limit. Instead, they're going sappy. But they're also going – it seems like a lot of mainstream actors, right? Like, Yeah. Like they can't get work in movies so they're doing commercials. Like, yeah. Like every other f- commercial seemed to have a huge name. Like how much are these companies paying for these yeah. movie star names? Like, like just that- make me a funny commercial and you don't have to put anyone famous in it if it's just funny. All right.
2: well, so what was your favorite commercial?
1: Uh, G electric car with Will Ferrell. Speaking of famous, oh, had to go into like Sweden was, or whatever, Norway. Yeah, yeah, that's the opening where <laughs> where he gets mad at Norway, punches the globe, and his hand gets stuck in it. Right. Just for, for 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 that opening, and then I loved The Wayne's World. I thought The Wayne's World was funny. Throwback to the Wayne's World. The
2: Wayne's World was funny because I to me because I was recently was talking to someone about three thirty six. And they compared it to Wayne's World. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. That was pre—that was like the first podcast. <laughs> it was Wayne's World. So it was fun to see that. Um, yeah. I told you earlier today that, the, that the, the one that made me laugh is the stupid Paramount Pictures one because of Beavis and Butthead. Because I haven't seen the Beavis and Butthead characters so long yeah. that when they did their little laughter in the background – and when they were joking about the guy saying uh crack crack yeah and and the and that the fact that Jeff Propes laughed too <laughs> made me laugh, yeah, so that was my favorite of the night, though I liked the Jason Alexander sweatshirt as well,
1: yeah, I didn't really get until the end that that was Jason Alexander on a sweatshirt. I think if I would have caught that from the beginning, I would have liked that commercial and the more. and the song during the commercial
2: was from uh yeah. Seinfeld, yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, that's George that was, is not home. Exactly. Yeah, so, his voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so yeah, yeah, if you would have understood Hands that was George machine. Costanza making different faces on the sweatshirt, maybe you would have gotten it. Back.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Afterwards, like that's a commercial, I went back and rewatched, and I laughed the second time, but I didn't really get the first. Okay,
2: one. so those were the things that made me laugh.
1: But what about um, what about the the Cheetos? I thought the catchy the Cheetos oh, yeah, that Cheetos was good. good. Ashton Kutcher, I thought that was pretty good. Yep, can't
2: complain about that one. Yeah, it's yeah. I. I like this trend of, like, taking songs from the 90s and making them commercials.
1: Yeah, I'm good with that, too. So the I don't really – the thing – the one I don't get on so many levels, what is this? Like, Doc, Dr. Sasquatch stands out to me with his soap commercial. And the other one that stood out to me, and I'll group them together, was Odie with that guy just singing a song in the middle of a field. Oh, with the milk or whatever? Like yeah, the, like Odie melting. Yeah. What's with these, like, little homie? Uh, companies that I thought had five employees throwing out a a lame commercial in the Super Bowl. What is this nonsense? (laughs) These these homie homie companies? Yeah, a little homely. Homely, yeah. Homely. They they, they they have five employees. How do they get money for a freaking Super Bowl ad?
2: Because they go on like Shark Tank or something. They get some type of investor, and they somehow decide we're going to invest all of our money into a Super Bowl commercial. Because that Super Bowl commercial had to be, like, their budget advertising budget for for five years or something.
1: Oh, my gosh. I know. So. and you, know. you just think, like, companies like Dr. Sasquatch. I don't know if that's the name of it. It's something like that. With the all-natural soap. Yeah,
2: it, was, uh, it was Dr. Satch. Okay. So, no, and the all-natural so,
1: Or, like, the Odie milk with the all-natural Odie milk. Like, I would think they would be, like, anti-commercialism and anti-Super Bowl and more hippie-like. And anti advertising and spending a million dollars to advertise. Yeah, Is it still that? It's still a million dollars to run a commercial, or you think it's gone up? That's, I feel like, what's the old number? Yeah, maybe? I don't,
2: I I would think it went up, but I don't know um, because, you know, it's COVID. So I don't know if that raises it or lowers it this yeah. year.
1: Um, I thought they were, all in all, I thought the commercials were pretty good.
2: I mean, again, it's fine. I hate that we've came to a, Oh, a thirty-second commercial in the Super Bowl this year, or last year, was five point six million dollars.
1: <laughs> way off my million dollars. What am I yeah. talking about? Yeah, that was and that was what last am I? Nineteen ninety? Yeah, get
2: out of here. A slightly more than last month. So all right. so yeah, a little bit more. Right. <laughs> five point six million dollars. All right. All How right. does Doctor sas
1: Doctor Squatch. Saying. Have five point six million dollars. There's no chance that they do five million dollars in sales in from a year. thirty second commercial. Yeah, That's they, they weird. Get, yeah it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But I guess I don't know. I mean, now we n- n- now people know their name, so We've, we we don't know their name. We just Doctor Sasquatch. Uh, no, not it's like the doc, soap.
2: It's not Doctor Sasquatch. It's like okay. Doctor Squatch or something. It was only half of Sas- Sasquatch. Because right. I was trying to figure it out while the commercial was going on. Uh, but definitely weird to just have a nice, quiet Super Bowl, no Super Bowl party. Watched it all by myself.
1: I liked it better. I, instead of not getting invited to a Super Bowl party, there was no Super Bowl party to get invited to. So <laughs> I'm a, I was a fan. I could do that yeah. every year.
2: Right. Instead, you just turned down all the invites this year.
1: Yeah. COVID. Can't do it. All right. All right. Well,
2: how about uh, that's our Super Bowl coverage. How about we get into our new segment each week, the State of the Orioles. We got some stuff to talk about this week. Oh, baby! All right, now let's let's get into all this. But before we dig in, did uh, the stock for the Orioles go up or down this week?
1: I, I, Josh, and maybe we'll disagree on this. I think it went down. I think it plummeted down.
2: Actually, I was with you until about thirty minutes ago.
1: I see. I was up until about thirty minutes ago. That's oh, so we disagree about the same news. Yes. All right. So hey. I thought it was up when they made the signing, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but I thought it was up when they made the sign of King Felix Hernandez. I mean, that's just fun.
2: Yeah, we're going to get into that. That's just fun.
1: But the fact that you had a million dollars to drop on him is a good sign. Yes. Um, and, oh, yeah, totally. At, oh, his finances.
2: Right. Um, and I think it was up when the news came out. We talked last week about trading Alex Cobb. But the final contract stuff came out this week, and we saw that the Orioles are eating like 20, ten million of the fifteen. So I think that's an upside, that the Orioles are willing to eat that money for this to get a better prospect.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I guess so. Yeah. And and uh, how about Wade LeBlanc?
1: Did that did that participate in your your up or down? No. Like like that that would I think be down because. I, well, I don't that's know what, what he, he got. Said. He got like 500000 or something. Right. But it was a minor league contract. So, not, right. so that's, if you sign like another Wade LeBanc or Tom Eshelman, I know, you know, he's coming back, um, or like a Chandler Shepard, like that to me is your stock is down. Right. You're just getting anybody will sign with you. But the fact All that right. you spend a million when you could have only spent 500000 to get Felix an actual name, even if he's a former name, um, right. I think that's a good sign.
2: All right. And then we'll get to the Santander news as well. With arbitration that ended this week.
1: Yeah, which is, again, good news. Good news. From the Orioles' finances perspective, they saved a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah.
2: All right, but let's get to the news. I guess we'll start with the news that's dividing us that I'm saying it's an upswing, you're saying it's a downswing.
1: Yeah, and maybe this is my misunderstanding of how these things work, but Josh, go go ahead and explain to the people what happened. Uh,
2: So the Orioles traded Chris Davis. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking maybe I can throw some news out there that you missed. But clearly, we both hopped on to make sure we uh, had all the Orioles news before doing this podcast tonight and read about the Orioles extended their lease agreement with the stadium authority for Camden Yards for another two years. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. So tell me why that's a downturn, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong.
1: Okay. And and maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but I I was under the impression – that these, that, that these deals were like 10-year deals, 10-year deals. And so the fact that that's a two-year deal tells me this is like a Band-Aid because they don't really want to deal with it until, you know, new ownership happens or we're in Nashville and they're trying to rework the deal or whatever. So just a two-year was just a Band-Aid. Now, if they signed a 10-year contract, right, with the stadium, that would make more sense. And, okay, we're secured for another 10 years. But the number of years, just two years, Feels like a Band-Aid, but Josh, I'll happily listen to why right. I'm wrong. All right. Here's why you're wrong. Here's why two years is great
2: uh, because, remember, I was—I had this conversation this week. This, remember, we also have the CBA negotiations next year with the Players Union. All right? So what I would like Major League Baseball and the Players Association to do is this year, beginning of this season, sign a two-year extension of the current CBA and put it off for two years. Because you want any of these negotiations. You do not want to make any negotiations in 2021. You want to push things off. Because when you go to the negotiating table right now, the people who want more money, whether it's the owners or in this case the stadium authority, are going to push on the team and use attendance uh, from from pre-COVID and what what crowds look like pre-COVID. And the people not wanting to spend money like the players – or the, or the owners or the Orioles in this case, are going to go back to the stadium authority and say, hey, we can't pay you that much. We don't have any fans coming. There's, our stadium's empty. So you've got the two extremes of one saying pre-COVID, this is what you did, the other saying during COVID, this is what you did, which is making the numbers way different because the truth is that nobody knows what attendance is going to be like for the first couple of years post-COVID with people maybe hesitant to get in large crowds and stuff to grow out. So by doing the two-year extension means we can get this COVID crap past us and then have a real negotiation with what attendance looks like. Did I change your mind?
1: Uh, Sure. I also read this. (laughs) Sure. That was fast. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I I also read this. I don't know how true this is. Well, this is true because it's coming from a reputable source. But what do you make of this, Josh? I'm just looking at a tweet by Nathan R. A- Nathan S. Ruiz, He's who is a beat writer <laughs> for the Baltimore Sun. Yeah, I know who he is. TheBottomersun.com and the Baltimore Sun newspaper edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he says, and he links a statement from John Angelos, and then he says this: uh, Ruiz tweets the Ordo's can exercise a one-time five-year extension by February first of twenty twenty-three. So with, at the mm-hmm. end of the two years the Orioles can exercise a one-time five-year extension. Yes. Isn't that weird?
2: Uh, no. It's, again, it's COVID-related and trying to figure out what a stadium means in the future so, of sports. We so don't was, know what attendance of sports games will look like after this if we're going to have packed stadiums
1: like we used to have. Yeah, but that seems more evidence for what you're saying. We're, yeah. The, yeah. The, the Orioles are
2: not going anywhere. This doesn't I mean ne- they're Josh, going to Nashville and, or Indianapolis or wherever else you
1: want to say. Josh, now, here's the other part. Yeah, because this is where I'm getting with it. It doesn't mean going to Nashville. What it could right. mean is conversation we've had all the time where it could mean that where I was going with two years to keep yourself open for new ownership.
2: Yep. That's what I was going to say. I agree. Exactly. Two years gives you time for new owners to come in in two years and decide whether they want to keep the current agreement or renegotiate.
1: Yeah. Hey, Josh, can I ask you a question? We've talked on here about new yeah, ownership Yeah, we only before. do a podcast together. Sure. Yeah. Well, you can say, no, Matt, I will not answer this question. Um, okay. But we've talked before about ownership, yeah. um, possible ownership, but we never really talked about if that would be a good or bad thing. Uh, is that something where you're like, new ownership, and like you, you get excited about the potential of it? Or is that something like, because it's the unknown, where you're like, uh-oh, you, you don't want new ownership because you don't know what's going to happen with new ownership? Uh, I am, I... How do you feel when you hear new
2: ownership? Leave it alone, and without telling me who the new ownership's going to be. Um, we could always have Daniel Snyder, it but we could also have the
1: new guy for the Mets. Who I thought everyone loved the new guy for the Mets. Oh yeah, there's something it. about GameStop, and now people don't yeah. like him. I can't. Yeah, everyone going. hates him because okay.
2: because he. Uh, I guess he owns like one of these big hedge funds. And tried to go on Twitter defending the hedge funds over the GameStop controversy yeah, because every, he lost a bunch of money.
1: Everyone loves their owners who has a, have a ton of money until you find out how they got their money. Then no one likes them anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How, oh, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Angelos was like uh, asbestos or something, right? Yeah,
1: lawyer and suing people for asbestos. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Now I think he was suing the big companies. So we should love that and praise that.
1: Right. But now he's a big guy. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, now <laughs> the little guys. So are now suing someone's him.
1: got to sue him. This is how America works. Yeah, Iowa, yeah
2: we're doing that. That's the Masson thing we've been dealing with for ten years. Yeah. So
1: all right. Um. So so state of the Orioles. Okay, you convinced me. The state of the Orioles is up. I'm with you. It's up.
2: It's up. All right. So all right. So let's uh let's start with King Felix.
1: Yeah. I I love the signing. It's
2: it's classic Michael Elias signing. Is it though? Oh yeah. It is the it is the same sign in as Freddie Galvez. It's sign a guy that has the potential to be great and we can trade
1: him. Yeah, see, I feel like this is, at least pitching wise, it's a even damn good Like, Freddie Galvez is coming off a good season and you could pencil him at a shortstop. There, there's no guarantee that Felix Hernandez will even make the opening day roster. You, you hope he does, but. Uh, I feel like the, the Orioles traditionally, or Mike Elias, has gone more the um, Asher Jahowski, Tom the, Eshelman, the, the Chandler, Chandler Shepard, these kind of foray guys you never heard of to just, you know, put a band-aid on it until other people came. Um, yeah. And, and this feels like a big former name. Um, I was listening to Mike Elias talk about it. Or I was reading his quotes about it. Um, and he said, he said it was important to bring a veteran in, especially after Alex Cobb leaving. And that makes sense because right yeah, now that your veterans is John means. Yeah. No,
2: having uh, a veteran is
1: important. And this guy, I mean, if you want to talk about a veteran, he's been in it a lot. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's only 30, I think he's 34, but he's, he's been pitching since he was 19 in the major leagues. Um, former Cy Young, winner, former perfect game guy. Yeah. Um, lost velocity, lost that stuff. And and my my Michael says also said that they played Atlanta, I guess, last year in the spring before, before COVID. Before he opted out. And then he opted out. And he said he looked really good in the spring game. My comment was so did Chris Davis, but I didn't I didn't comment uh-huh. that I just said it in my head. I didn't say that <laughs> out loud. So did Chris <laughs> right, Davis. Right, right. So did yeah. Chris Davis Mike. Um but 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 it, it was um Yeah, I mean, there's no really downside. I mean, it's a million dollars. So downside is you lose a million dollars. He doesn't work out.
2: That's right. We've given a million dollars to worse people.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's one you know one whatever of Chris Davis's salary. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I mean, would you rather have Trevor Bauer or Felix Hernandez? Well, in their prime, I would take Felix Hernandez. So (laughs) I think the Orioles got the better of that. (laughs) Twenty twenty one. Yeah. No, this is this is clearly like a band aid to eat innings. Um, I was mad. Well, I was mad at the LeBlanc signing because I thought it's going to eat up innings for you know Michael Bowman and Zach Lothar and all these younger pitchers. And the same is true for Felix Hernandez. But at least he's like exciting because I know his name. Like I'm going to want to watch King Felix start games. Like I'm going to tune in for those games and watch those games. Yeah, I don't really care about Wade LeBlanc. I hope I don't not. I hope I'm not doing Birdland tonight when late Wade LeBlanc is starting. But I'll do Birdland tonight. When Felix Hernandez is, is starting, well, I guarantee you know you'll have
2: to do it at some point when Wade LeBlanc is is there. I won't do it. I'll protest. I mean, it's just how it goes. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We just got to – Wade LeBlanc. I think it's a makeup move for Wade with Wade LeBlanc because I think Mike Elias had it has it hopes on trading Wade LeBlanc last year yeah. midseason, and then Wade got hurt. So it makes sense. It's a guy who can eat up some innings, and we can trade him when we need to.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, in that sense, it says a lot about LeBlanc and the Orioles in that relationship that they would want him back after being injured and really not performing. Yeah. And that LeBlanc will want to stay with the Orioles, you know, even given. Yeah, it's all positive. And and, and it's a little bit, um, and I was reading some LeBlanc quotes about it, where there's a little bit of, and kind of sounds like Alex Cobb. Where Alex Cobb, Alex Cobb is not happy with his performance with the Orioles. Like no, Alex Cobb sucked. feels like he didn't live like, and he knows that, and he feel like he feels like he didn't live up to his contract. Yep. He feels disappointed for his performance, and like he felt like he left not on bad terms, but on kind of like unfulfilled terms with the Orioles. And I feel like LeBlanc, to a much lesser and cheaper extent, feels that same way. Where where he likes the Orioles. He's happy with how they have treated him, and he wants like to to give something to the Orioles. And so you appreciate that, and you hope, you're, Josh, and maybe you're right here, where you hope LeBlanc can be Tommy Malone 2.0 this year, right? I think of them of as course. the same guy anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. You get them, you get them confused all the time anyway. So you might as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, here, here's I mean, here, here's I have the no quote problem with the
1: move. Here's a quote by Wade LeBlanc. Um he says uh this is a quote he said you you say the words unfinished business I sent Hyder I sent Hyder which is a reference to manager Brandon Hyde. Yeah, I I, got he calls it. Him I, I,
2: I know who Hyder would be. You know Hyder? Hyder. Yep, Hyder. Is that how you refer to him? I refer
1: to him as uh, the manager. No, you yeah, Ma- manager That's, Hyde. Manager Brandon Hyde. Yeah, not the Hyder. No, For now on I'm like calling that. him the Hyder. Yeah, if we ever get him on the show for an interview, I'm referring to him now joining us, Orioles' manager, Heider. Um, But anyway, he says, uh, I sent Hyder a text as soon as we agreed to terms and told him that I had some unfinished business that I had to see through over, over there if they would have me. He said, that's kind of my mentality going forward, and I have to make good on it. So that's a good attitude by uh, LeBlanc. Yeah. He feels he has some unfinished business. That's right?
2: good. Prove it on the field. Chris Davis has a whole lot of unfinished business also.
1: Yeah, but I don't think you know, he has that same attitude. I think Chris Davis feels like he's he's done his work and he can kind of clock it in. He's one of those guys. I, I earned my money before. Yeah, but the, here's two guys. Uh, Felix Hernandez and Wade LeBlanc signed to miling Deals. Yep. But you also need inning eaters. I mean, it's looking more and more like the Norfolk, the Norfolk rotation is going to be absolutely stacked, which yeah. I guess should be kind of interesting and fun to see Norfolk dominate, and hopefully all their pitchers dominate, um, and kind of fight their way to be kind of the first starter to make it up to, to, to the majors. And they're going to be injuries. There's going to be a ton of injuries and all kinds of nonsense. So I'm sure those pitchers will find their way um, to the majors. But it's, it's going to be – at least Felix Hernandez, again, makes those games interesting. Because if you're going to lose a lot of games, and I think the Orioles are going to lose some games this year, yeah, at least be interesting. Do you –
2: do you think the Orioles are going to lose 100 games this year? No. Me either. What? I think they're going to be more in that low
1: 90s. I don't know. I have to look at it. I have to sit down and look at it, Josh. This is not our prediction show. No, it's not our prediction show. I got to sit down and look at it. Um, I do a lot of work before I make my predictions. But I
2: think they got to be a little. I think I'm not expecting 100 losses. I'm expecting improvement, whether yeah, it's a th- lot or a little.
1: I think there's some really interesting questions to be answered next year. I mean, last year we talked about guys who are on the bubble. And I think this year there are some really interesting names on the bubble to see who they, they can perform. But, I mean, last year we also saw the trickle of Ryan Mackhouse, right, and Dean Kramer um, and Keegan Aiken. And this is going to be a full year of those young players as hopefully some more talented players trickle in, like Usnea Diaz and Michael Bowman, Ryan and Bruce Zimmerman. So hopefully have some more trickling happening. Um, plus the guys who trickled last year, a full season of them, I think all adds up to uh to a an improved baseball team.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's 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 gonna be fun. I mean it's there's gonna be still be a lot of losing.
1: Yeah. And but... Michael Elias is gonna try to find figure out ways. To get us to 100 losses, he's going to be working his tail off to get the Orioles to 100 losses, yes. and the players are going to try to, you know, prevent that from happening. It's going to be an ongoing battle, Michael Elias versus manager Hyde and the players.
2: Yeah, it's versus the, Hyder
1: it's, and the players.
2: It's yeah, it's almost like Major League with the owner and GM trying to destroy the team, while the players and the manager are trying to win games.
1: Yes, yes.
2: So for a little bit, then, but I think this is the last year of that. I think 2022. Michael Elias starts to be on the same page as uh, the
1: hider. Well, that's... And this is pointing towards 2022 and really going to 2023 as two of the most important off-seasons in the history of this franchise, right? Because yeah. it's going to say... Yeah, we know you can develop pitching, Michael Elias. We know you can do develop hitters. We know you can do the player development thing. We know you can sign international free agents, Michael Elias. Like props to you, you can do those things. Right, but can you get but, them in the majors? Yeah, and but can you can you spend money to sign players mm-hmm. right. like the Dodgers, like the Padres, like the Red Sox, like the Yankees, right. and maybe not on their level, but can you spend money? to get players, or are you always going to be the Tampa Bay Rays with the slow payroll where you have to do everything perfect to compete once every four years? Like, no, that's not what we want. We want them to be more like the Padres or even like the Phillies going out there spending money, um, but like a better version, right? We want them to spend money. And so it's going to come next year and the year after. You're still going to have some holes, whether it's third base, whether it's shortstop, whether it's a, a fourth pitcher, a third pitcher. Yeah, are you willing to spend the money when 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 Trevor Bauer opts out after this year or after next year? Can you spend that money to, to sign Trevor Bauer? There's yeah. going to be 50 shortstops on the market next year. Are you going to sign one of the shortstops to a big contract? I think I think that's going to be a huge talk about Orioles' stock up or down. I mean, that, that's kind of we till I next mean,
2: year. Yeah, do you bring in a guy like Corey Seager next year? Or I, there's Correa. there's a lot there's of great, great shortstops. Um, well,
1: you see everyone signing one-year deals. Everyone's yeah. signing one-year deals. That Which means next again, year. Next year, everyone's sense. a free agent.
2: Yeah. You know who – You know, uh, if you want to look at some pitching, you know who are some free agents next year. It's going to hit free agency for the first time in their career.
1: Assuming they don't re-sign between now and then. Yeah. Yes. Dylan Bundy and
2: Kevin Goldsmith,
1: <laughs> Bring them back. Bring those bring, – I mean, what did Dylan Bundy got a qualifying offer. Some of like seventeen million or on this year. Ridiculous. Right. Ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is. is. there's going to be a lot of high-quality free agents next year, just like there is every offseason.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, this year, yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to make a free agent splash next year or if Michael Lyes wants to see, you know, is Dia Hall legit? Like, I think this is a huge year for the minor leaguers as they go up a level. Can they dominate that level? Like, do we... Do we look like a team who's on the verge or do we look like a team who's still two years away? I think this year will give a lot of insight into, are we a year away? Are we two years away? Or are we kind of two years from being two years away? Right. Right. You know what happens next?
2: This is our post super bowl. This is the week where it's like, Oh, there's no football. There's no baseball. You realize that next Tuesday is when pitchers report. Oh, is that true? Pitchers and catchers on the 16th. And then they have their first workout on the 17th and position players on the 21st report.
1: Pitchers should report the day after the Super Bowl. Who's with me?
2: I have no problem with that. I think pitchers should report all offseason. I say, why go to all these other things to work out on your own? Why not come and work out at Smith Stadium?
1: You, you, you hear, um, Josh, for spring training, uh, the teams will be in pods.
2: No, Finish. I haven't heard that. Have they announced spring training rules?
1: Yeah, yeah. So here, this is a tweet by Ken Rosenthal he Tweeted yesterday. He said, MLB in the process of finalizing revised Grapefruit League, and that's, Grapefruit is Florida, right? Yep, that's grapefruit down here. Grapefruit League schedule, placing teams in separate, quote-unquote, pods. Okay. Maybe later we can talk talk about the difference between a pod and a bubble. I'm interested in that conversation. Well, well we're a pod. Um uh, separate pods on EPR yeah, we are. A pod. So, what <laughs> every team will have a podcast? Yeah. what is happening? Anyway, right, right. Yeah, yeah, can't wait teams. to hear the Mancini Santander podcast. Teams in separate pods on east and west coast of Florida. Sources tell me and Matt Gleck go. G- 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 right. West coast teams in Florida will play 28 games, and east coast teams 24, making up rest with intrascod type matchups. So it's just East Florida is going to play games against each other and West Florida will play games against each other. Explain to me how that's
2: different than what they normally do.
1: I guess, I don't know. Like maybe there are some games you go, I don't know. Do you ever play games in West Florida? I don't know, but this is major league baseball screwing
2: things up again because yeah, because this news came out today that they are working on preparing these pods. Like what did major league baseball do since the world series ended at the end of October? or the first week in November, where have they been all this time to make these plans that they're trying to figure it out a week before pitchers and catchers report?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what we talked about last week. This is what I talk about school, the school system all the time. Like, dudes, everyone knows the situation. Everyone knows what situation will be in a month from now. We know what I can tell you what the COVID situation will be two months from now. All right. Yeah. Like this is not you don't have to be a rocket you don't have to be freaking Nostradamus to figure out what's coming in the future with, with COVID and, and players and stuff. So yeah, it's I agree, Judge. It's silly that you're talking about pods now. And and and, 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 and where's the bubbles? Are we not doing and, bubbles anymore?
2: And you're playing in Florida and you're playing in Arizona. From what we've seen, those two states are okay with you
1: playing baseball. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a Seinfeld situation, Bubble Boy scenario, where you give everyone an actual bubble to play in.
2: I don't think that'll work for the players, but maybe for the fans. Or how Every about the third, third base coach in a bubble? That'd protect them from balls too.
1: Oh yeah, you know? I like that idea. Yeah,
2: me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been checking like the spring training. I've been checking the spring training websites, trying to figure out like, are they going to allow fans? Because I want to go to a game. <laughs> I miss baseball.
1: Yeah, they're they're not gonna have a lot of fans.
2: They're selling season tickets to, the, uh, but not individual tickets to Oriole spring training games right now.
1: Uh, I would be shocked if they're fans, but they, they can't have even that... figure out the pod situation. Well, I, right. I think they're not. They don't. They don't have any on the conversation about fans except like, Yeah, I don't have fans except
2: they're in Florida. We just had fans at the Super Bowl. We have right. fans at everything else down here in Florida. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I – I mean, if, it was, it was, it was, if Florida was running Major League Baseball, yes, there would be fans.
2: Co- COVID doesn't exist down here.
1: Yeah, I, I understand that, Josh. I understand that. So, By that's... the way, 20, 22,000 people at that stadium last night, 22,000 my foot. <laughs> there was 22,000. There was there's not 22,000. No, there wasn't 22,000. That's what they tried to say? Yeah, that's what they said. That's the number they gave.
2: 22,000 fans were there. I think there were like 15, 10 to 15. Oh, really? I thought there was like 40. Oh, no, you're going bigger?
1: No. Yeah, it, was... it looked like every seat was full almost. Get out of here. They had cardboard cutouts in every seat. Can you tell the difference if you're sitting watching the game? Can you tell the difference when I shot of the field, you can see the fans <laughs> in the background, no. between a human and a cardboard? No. It was like that Matthew McConaughey commercial. Was that Matthew McConaughey or a cardboard cutout? You can't yeah. tell the difference.
2: No, you can't tell the difference. That was so, a late yeah. commercial. No, it looked like, yeah, it was. Uh, and they spent a lot
1: of money on McConaughey. I know what I'm saying. I <laughs> get yeah. Matthew McConaughey. At least. It's... Yeah, get, get him behind the wheel of a car, right. jumping into a pool or something. Or, or at least like Having, St- uh, State Farm had uh, Paul
2: Rudd and Drake, and at least it was funny.
1: Uh, I want to recognize – I didn't know that was Drake. I want to recognize him. Oh, I think he said I'm Drake. <laughs> I, I missed that commercial. So
2: at least they knew how to use their expensive people. Or, or yeah, like Will Ferrell, they used it properly. Um, I don't even know how we got on the conversation. Oh, yeah, the cardboard cutouts. No, there weren't – there were way – more cardboard cutouts. You could tell it with okay. cardboard cutouts.
1: Maybe that's my problem. I just saw. I looked in the stands and saw people. I thought You're, they were your TV is
2: too small or something. That's if true. You I thought got a that small was TV. real people.
1: I don't get. A, I don't get a, a high def either. Do
2: you um, see a lot of people are upset at Tom Brady calling him a racist?
1: Not, I think there's more Tom, people like you, Josh, upset at one dude who said he's upset. No, no. That Tom Brady's racist. I, saw, I think the reaction to this is I worse saw, than the actual thing.
2: All but, I know yeah. is I went on Twitter this morning, yeah. and under Twitter trends, it said Tom Brady is racist.
1: Yeah, um, and I think that was more the reaction against than than the race comments. Maybe so. And it's and I stupid. I, it was a lose lose because if the Chiefs would have won. It would have been a lot of bashing of the tomahawk chop and, and the chief's name. Oh, so oh it was really, it was a lose-lose. There
2: was an article in one of the – was it New York Times or something on Sunday morning about how the Buccaneers celebrates pirates, and we need to get rid of that imagery and um and that name. We should not have pirates because they were bad people.
1: Well, the – I mean, I know my son watches Disney Plus, Jake and Neverland Pirates, and I got to say, oh, something. I've been through that, yeah. The real pirates – we're we're ugly, bad teeth, bad breath, looters, abusers, rapers. You you got to know who these pirates are.
2: I just love this argument of let's get rid of the uh, let's get rid of the I was gonna say Indians. Uh, yeah, let's get rid of the Cleveland Indians. But um, and yeah, get rid of the Chiefs. And then we got to get rid of the pirates. Soon we're gonna have to get rid of animals too because lions are too aggressive or something. It's just weird. How they keep moving the uh, what they're going after
1: yeah, yeah, I mean I think there's I mean I think there's a clear distinct line, but when you start talking about yeah the buccaneers, that becomes a little bit a little bit yeah. silly, uh, but you' seen people take everything too far, I mean we don't are... need to get into politics, but you know San Francisco changing school name, like, everyone everything takes you take a good idea, like the changing the Indians name, which right. changing the Redskins name, which I think is a good idea, and then you just take it. To the nth degree, and you're right, at some point, like there has to be some kind of line. Right. Here. It's just like it's how they tried ridiculous. to make all
2: the Tom Brady comparisons pre Super Bowl about him supporting uh, Trump. And it's like, who cares? He's good at football. Let's go. Yeah. And it's like we've talked about Austin Hayes and, and some
1: of the Orioles. So, um, oh, by the way, can I just one other comment about the Super Bowl? Yeah. Because this is from uh, um, the the Twitter handle. Na- naturally cats which is a great twitter person to follow yeah yeah um, I, i'm familiar yeah yeah <laughs> he he tweeted he tweeted this he said if i'm a, the chiefs i look into seeing what the Texans want for deshaun watson i thought that was a great tweet
2: yeah that's good well you see there's people that think the ravens should trade lamar jackson and a couple of draft picks for deshaun watson
1: that's that's the joke josh that's a okay. joke. All right. Just like uh, now you're saying, because Patrick Mahomes has one bad game in the playoffs. Right. People talking about trading Patrick Mahomes. It's as ridiculous to trade as Patrick Mahomes Lamar. as it would be to trade Lamar Jackson. It's ridiculous. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: All right. Okay. So that's a local Twitter account. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a Baltimore guy.
2: A okay. Guy. I am following you now. I'm, I'm, I'm caught up with the internet slang, internet jokes.
1: Yeah. No, the internet, no, has, the more I'm on the internet, the more I, 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 Josh, I'm telling you, five out of 10 tweets. Have it's like thousand retweets, and I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't get it.
2: No, the internet's horrible. I don't get. It. I like that we get to do this podcast on the we're internet, and I like that all my TV programming comes through the internet. I don't like people on the internet. They ruin everything.
1: I don't know. I thought. See, I, I've enjoyed. I thought they were pretty funny. I think they're pretty funny. Like that makes me laugh, and I, I don't get more and more stuff. But now I, the Bernie memes. Uh, I saw I saw Ber- 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 Bernie Sanders like sitting in that golden room that the weekend had with all those guys in mass faces. Uh-huh. They put Bernie Sanders in the middle there. Like, yeah, made, I get that it. That made me chuckle. That made me chuckle. So the internet does good if people would just like do more memes and just like tweet less and just like send out memes. I think yeah. Twitter would be better.
2: It's it's the it's the everyone tr- trying to like make a big deal about everything and get on their high horse that's making the internet bad. So,
1: yeah, but the meantime, anyway.
2: all right, did you, uh, did you prepare for ball four this week?
1: I did. Yeah. All
2: right. All right. Well, this is a, we're, uh, my, my, uh, my board's broken, so okay. I don't have any sounds. It's why we've been pre we've been adding in the like music at the intro and music at the outro in post instead of real life. So I can't play the new sounds we have for like ball four and stuff. Did we have sounds last week for ball four? No, I'm making them. I haven't made one yet. I started Googling for like ball four, like video game calls. Yeah. So for some reason, I feel like RBI or something had a little computer. Ball four. Yeah. Like that's what I keep hearing in my head. I can't find it on all the internet. four. Yeah. yeah. So take your base. Right. So something like that. I'm looking for our ball four segment.
1: Okay. Uh, so, I'll go first. All right. Go first. Because I mean, you went first last time. So I think it's only fair that I go first this time. Let, uh, le- let me mention a book. Uh, The name of the book is Deacon King Kong. Shoot, I should have known the author. I think the author is James McBride. I think it is James McBride. Deacon King Kong came out last year. Here's what I like about it. Deacon King Kong. Here's what I like about it. By James McBride. Yeah, James McBride. Is that a book? I think it's a book. Oh,
2: it's it's a comic book.
1: It's not a comic book. I know. am just asking with you. Um, oh,
2: it's one of Barack Obama's favorite books of the year. Oh, was a, it? And an Oprah book club pick. All and right. it's one of the top ten picks by the New York Times, Entertainment Weekly, and Time Magazine. And the Washington Post has also praised it.
1: Or like 2019, right? Like yeah, came so out. you're in good company. Or 2020, maybe. Yeah, I think it came out last year, two years ago. Anyway, um, here's what I like about it. The story's okay. You know what? There's not enough in books now. And this, I think, is why also we both like kind of like Movies. Stephen King, and uh, for the same reason. Like he has like Deke, the, the the Deacon's name. His name was Sport Everyone calls him Sportcoat. and he's just a he's a quirky, weird, memorable character. Like he's funny, entertaining, quirky, kind of oddball, and he's the main character. And I like that. All right. Is There's too many story? books. No, it's not a true story. Oh, but, I'm, but, I'm in then. Yeah, it's kind of cool, and but it kind of has some realism elements. Like it's kind of you know, it's not you know, it's not Stephen King you know crazy supernatural stuff. But but he's got weird character. Like he's just weird and funny and quirky. And there's too many. I've been, the books I've been reading. There's just too many like normal kind of drama characters who yeah. aren't funny, entertaining, or quirky. Like I want to have a character that a month later I like think about and I chuckle and remember. And Sport Coat. And Dick King Kong, I'm gonna remember that character for a long time. Uh, so that's my right. ball and one.
2: And it's 14 hours on Audible. That's a good value.
1: I yeah, was, oh like, man, finding long books. The books I've been reading lately, I'm into three books. I just read that one. I'm into two other right now. I'll talk about it maybe for another ball four. All the books I'm reading are like 15 hours long. It's really kind of annoying, actually. I'm doing that Obama memoir. That thing's a million pages. I'm already sick of it. But I gotta <laughs> finish it.
2: And that's what that's the type of book I'm avoiding. I don't need the serious stuff like that. Right no,
1: now. all right. I'll I'll save a ball. I, I got some good things to say about that book, but I'll save that for another ball ball one. But uh, Josh, you go ahead with your ball too.
2: All right, ball two. Mandy and I. It's a TV show. Mandy and I have been watching, and we have gotten in the habit of Snoop Dogg. Of, uh, oh, no. no, Snoop Dogg was last week. Again, okay. this is stupid COVID TV time. Yeah. We've gotten into the habit of watching a couple of these episodes in a sit-in because it's on TV all the time, and I just go on the YouTube TV and I hit it, and then it, we watch like three episodes. And it is Ridiculousness.
1: I'm familiar with the show. The MTV show that's basically just, uh, it's like a modern version
2: of America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. Yeah. And Mandy and I have watched it. We probably, at least two, three times a week, we'll sit down and watch two or three episodes. Because I think MTV just plays it nonstop. So I just always go on to YouTube and there's like always like six new episodes.
1: It's true. I saw a tweet about Ridiculousness the other day where it was a a tweet was sent out of the MTV schedule. It was like 20 episodes of Ridiculousness, one episode of something, and then 20 more episodes of Ridiculousness. I
2: haven't watched MTV in 20 years. I don't know what else is on MTV.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched MTV. But I know that Ridiculousness
2: makes me laugh, and it makes Mandy laugh even harder. So we keep going back to Ridiculousness, especially now when it's like, like I said, we all just need that lightheartedness. And distraction because everything in the world is so serious right now. So having a guy fall on and smash their face and other parts of their body over and over again makes me laugh.
1: Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm into an escapist show too, Josh, right now. And over the past, I guess, two weeks, every day I get more and more into it to now where I'm like, at first I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Now I'm I'm super into it. I'm hooked. And I'm talking about The Mandalorian. <laughs> Nerd! I'm super into it. I, I love I it so the, much. I put on the first episode and I fell asleep. I know, but it gets. I, I'm the season two now. I'm about three episodes into season two, and every episode, I just think it's so cool. And I'm not a Star Wars guy. I got to go back now and watch the Star Wars movies because I'm not a Star Wars guy. I've seen like bits and clips everywhere, and you know, every now and then, I never really watched them from start to finish. But now, oh. like, I'm super. I think the 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 effects are cool. I love, you know, the, the cool hero with the lightsaber. I love the Yoda story. I'm just I'm super into it.
2: <laughs> well, see, I've also always hated Star Wars, even though I've seen the original three. And I've uh, seen so. some of the bad sequels. I've seen a lot of Star Wars. I've never okay. enjoyed any of them.
1: See, I'm, I have no feelings really about them. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm like, am, until The Mandalorian, I'm really into it.
2: But I am deep into WandaVision. I'm all in on WandaVision.
1: Is that your ball three?
2: No. Or ball no, four. but that's no, but you're talking about a Disney Plus show, so I was just mentioning
1: Oh right. You shouldn't really mention unless it's your ball four.
2: All right. We didn't talk was it a ball last week? All right, my ball four is I got a new softball bat. And it's the axe bat, which has like an angled like axe handle that's supposed to be better for like I don't know, something about the way you swing or hold it or something. It's supposed to be better for you.
1: Is and it then, shaped like a normal bat, or is there you can actually tell it's shaped differently? The
2: handle, the very bottom of the handle, is you know how it's normally a nub? Yeah. It has like you take that nub and it's at an angle, which means you can only really hold it one way, which means you know how you would spin a bat and you can hit like the ball on any sides of it? Yeah. Because you have to hold it one way, there's only one side of the bat that the ball hits. So it's a. Uh, I haven't taken it out to the field yet, but I've been hitting off a tee, and it feels really good. But the whole reason I'm bringing it up as my ball four is because the company is pretty awesome. I bought the bat, and they shipped me the wrong bat. They shipped me an end-loaded version, which means there's more weight on the barrel for, like, uh, stronger guys. And, I mean, look, I'm not strong. Look at these little arms. So I need a more balanced bat. So I, call, I sent them a message, and they said, no problem. Your balanced bat's in the mail, and keep the other one. No need to return it. Nice. So now I've got two bats from them.
1: So you can send the big bat to Chris Davis or something?
2: Yeah, I can send the big bat or someone else on my softball team that's a little stronger can use the big bat, and I can stick with the balanced bat. But really, I'll go out to the field on Wednesday and do a nice comparison between the two. Yeah. But because their customer service is so good, is why I wanted to make sure they were my ball for.
1: Oh, so you didn't
2: talk to a robot? No, I talked to a real person and had you, multiple you emails called? back and forth. You no emails, send an email, emails, emails, oh, emails,
1: emails and right chats. There. I okay.
2: assume it was a real person. But uh,
1: you know, my I don't bookie left me a voicemail. I never even listened to it. They left me a voicemail. <laughs> really? The other day. I was too nervous to listen to it.
2: Why did my bookie call you?
1: Well, we can get into after the shot. You're, don't you're wanna, using I don't the share. wrong.
2: You're using the wrong
1: my bookie if they're calling you. I, 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 I don't. My want to share. bookie threatened to break your legs. I don't want to share what happened over over the podcast airways. I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> but they had to call me about it. That's awkward. Yeah.
2: You normally yeah, phone calls from a bookie is not a good thing.
1: Yeah, when the bookie calls you, I was like, You guys got my address, you right. got my phone number, shoot.
2: All right. Anyway. Well, that's a good uh good ball for to help get us through the season. We got we got some books to read and TV to watch till All
1: uh, I'm saying, Josh, <laughs> is I might need to borrow that softball bat.
2: Yeah, uh it's before, on the way up.
1: Before these my boogie guys come, all right.
2: Right, wait till they get a Facetime call. That's that next level up.
1: All right, yeah. Uh, th- those are ball fours. All right. Next week, do, uh, do you, I'm sorry, you said pitchers report this Tuesday or next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. So, okay, a week from tomorrow. So next yeah. week we we'll have nothing to talk about. No, cool. next awesome. weekend
2: we're gonna next weekend. You know, we kept saying like during the off season or during this build up to spring training, we'll talk about the roster and some positioning and stuff. Yeah, And uh, that'll probably be next week.
1: Okay, because there's some position battles I want to get into.
2: Yeah, and that's that's what next week is for. Next week is when we get to talk about all of the battles before before people show up, so that way uh, they can all listen to our podcast on the way in and get really fired up.
1: I mean, we could talk about a whole episode of pitching pitching battles. Right before these pitchers report. Because there's some interesting yeah, bullpen bull we'll, starters. We'll cover that next week. Battle.
2: Definitely. Yeah. No problem.
1: No. All right. Fine. Fine. I'll, 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 I'll do my due diligence. I'll All find right. out players' favorite words like golly and who else likes to say certain words. Golly. I'll do hey, my homework. i tell you
2: what. Um, yeah. Cameo. Have you ever used Cameo?
1: I, I've never used it, but I'm aware of the website and what yeah. to do.
2: So I'm aware of Cameo.
1: Yes. I used it last week. To do
2: what? Because you went on. I went on, and it said that for two ninety nine, I can send a cameo message to Jemai Jones, and for nine ninety nine, I can send a cameo message to Adam Jones. So I did. So I sent messages to both of them.
1: You can send... I thought they just sent you messages when you pay them money, but you can you send that message the other you way? Pay, if you pay them less money,
2: uh, like I think an Adam Jones... like.
1: But is there a guarantee that they'll see it and read it?
2: Apparently not, because neither of them responded. So what's the point? It's a bunch of crap.
1: Oh, yeah, that is outrageous. I
2: tried to use it for the podcast, and I said, oh, I'm going to pay this $1.99, and I'll ask Jemai Jones to come on the pod. Yeah. But... um. But... I can't even tell. Like,
1: is there a red sign? Like, I read it. Uh,
2: no, I think it's a bunch of crap.
1: Yeah, that's you can pay for them to set. Well, you need to pay him because I can wish you happy oh, birthday. It does and say give you a shout on the pod.
2: Hold on, it it does say seen by Adam Jones and seen by Jemai Jones. So apparently neither of them want to come on section three thirty six because that's what my message was about. But they no, don't even have to respond. Test, so seen by could just be any assistant that goes and clicks on it and it's like click 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 click. So it's stupid. I can send a them a DM over Instagram or something and get the same results.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't so, really understand the whole cameo thing. It makes me to me it makes me sound like Adam Jones is struggling for money that he has to do cameo. To, right? It's not like,
2: like I, dude. I have one friend that has that does cameo. Like he's on the, uh, like people pay him to send right. Him messages. Right, sure. So, and he'll do, he'll do like long, like five minute message back and people really like it and they're I've heard excited.
1: really good things about Cameo. People use but, it. Like I've heard he good char- things about it. But he
2: charges like five or 10 bucks.
1: Yeah. You have I'll people be- charging hundreds of dollars. Yeah. For yeah. If
2: you, uh, Adam Jones is $110.
1: Yeah. That's crazy.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. And it's like for a video message, uh, Eddie Murray, 159 Yeah. So it's like,
1: I mean, we have a Patreon page. I'm not above charging for our content, but I'm also not a a millionaire. (laughs) If you want a
2: cameo from me, I'll do it
1: for 99 cents. There you go. Um, I'm not doing cameo for you. Sorry. Uh huh.
2: You like, uh, all right. Here's a fun game (laughs) Who charges more? All right. Brooks Robinson or Eddie Murray?
1: Just because I know Brooks Robinson, I can't imagine him charging a dollar to do this. Because Brooks Robinson is just such a nice guy, he'd probably do for free. So I know someone else handles this for him. But I would say Eddie Murray is more than Brooks Robinson. You are wrong. Brooks Robinson is one hundred and eighty. Eddie is one hundred
2: and sixty for a video okay. message.
1: Okay, but that's not this, Brooks Robinson. Did not set that price. I'll tell you right now, man. he has handlers who did the, all of that. All right. We'd we'll probably he... keep all the money because Christopher Robinson would do that for free all day because he's just that nice. All
2: right, this is totally this is a Zany Burt Roddy game. We're squeezing in here at the end. All right, do
1: it and then we Ra- to wrap up the show. I got Rafael Palmero or is everyone on this thing. Chris Sabo. No way! Anyone ever has called a cameo for Chris Sabo? Get out of here! 180 or no, eighty-five dollars for Chris Sabo. Palmero no. eighty dollars. How many reviews does he have?
2: Uh, do they have reviews?
1: Yeah, I think who? you can get, I think right, they show who you, reviews. Who do you, on on you want there? reviews on? Chris Sabo. I want to see how many people have reviewed him to actually listen to a Chris Sabo he goggle has, specs third baseman. He has,
2: he has three five star reviews. Let me see if I can play any of them. Oh, you can play the reviews? Or the Chris Sabo's message. Oh, really?
1: Hey, Ned, this is Chris Sabo uh, from the Cincinnati Reds wishing you a happy 36th birthday. I heard you're a big fan of the Reds, and uh, you like watching me play when uh, you were younger. Uh, I guess you played third base and wore some Rex backs. Unfortunately, I don't have any more Rex backs; we are all in the uh, Reds Hall of Fame. But uh, have a have a great year. Hopefully, 21 will be better than 22. And uh, I get to Cincinnati every once in a while. If you see me, come by and say hi. Again, uh...
2: <laughs> is that worth eighty-five dollars or whatever I said it was?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a former Orioles third base man, with the Red stuff, but. But I mean, it's pretty cool. To, I mean, if you loved, I don't know, Chris Sabo, right? If Brian Matt is Brian Mattis right. on there, Josh? Brian I'll, Mattis, no. And trust if me, if someone I, could pay me to, to send me a message, from Brian Mattis, like I, no. I would appreciate that as a birthday message. If someone sent me that, there's
2: the problem is anyone that yeah.
1: Josh, who no would you want here. someone to send you a? If you could have anyone send you a message wishing you a happy birthday, besides Donald Trump, who would you want to, to send you a happy birthday message? Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter, That's yeah, a good would be one. entertaining. He, on Cameo? he would
2: ramble. He is not on Cameo. Okay um, But uh, Melanie Newman is Okay $31 Okay and That's affordable Stevie Wilkerson is only $26 Okay Cheaper than Melanie Newman Hmm No, but the bargain The bargain for Oriole fans uh, Appears to be uh, Cole Saucer.
1: Oh my for, for Oh 20,
2: my $21 for Cole
1: Saucer. I, I, I'm, I'm going to leave Cole saucer A few messages after last year I'll leave them <laughs> a few messages he doesn't have to leave me a message. Do you think all of his messages are apologies? <laughs> no, he might. He'll, he probably will blow the message. He'll probably he'll probably blow it. It'll be going well, and then you know, blow it. Yeah, there's some ravens on here too. All right, we everybody gonna go every person on cameo. Josh, can we wrap up the show?
2: All right. I just thought you'd like to know that, right? No, Lewis I don't really three, care. Three hundred and fifty dollars. Ray,
1: Ray Ray Lewis. Yeah, he's the only guy that's probably worth it. I probably you probably get a, a five-minute match from Ray Lewis, and you go out to work, get a promotion. You go out, quit your job, you go get a new better job. You 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 know you become you run for governor of the of Maryland or something because Ray Lewis he's you know he pump you up. Like I, I would take a match from Ray Lewis.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ray Lewis, I'm sure his is worth every penny if you can afford $350 for a five-minute message.
1: Yeah, You, you know his messages are intense.
2: Yeah, you're getting a sermon.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Section 336. Follow us on Twitter. Before Josh reads more names, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter
2: at Josh Soroka And keep following Birdland Sports and all that, Birdland Tonight. We went live on 336 tonight to test out BirdlandTonight.com, and it seems like it worked well.
1: Yeah, do all that. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. as always, go O's.
2: Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs.
0: I never thought I'd care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool.
2: Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.